from the Outreach Department at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Austin, Texas. This is A Sense of Texas. Here is your host, Emily Coleman. Welcome to A Sense of Texas. I'm Emily Coleman. While attending the National Federation of the Blind convention this summer, I was first introduced to a product named Polly. At the International AER Conference, I finally got to try it out. As a parent of a blind child who hasn't easily picked up Braille, I'm always intrigued by teaching tools made with kids in mind. Although the product release date is pending, I think you're going to enjoy hearing about what's on the horizon. Hey, I'm uh, Shiva Magarwal. I'm from Tinkerbell Labs, and uh, I'm the Chief Product Officer at Tinkerbell. Uh, what I do as the Chief Product Officer is really uh, try and understand what our users need and uh, especially with the kind of work that we do i think the first thing the most important piece is that i need to be humble with the piece that i am not a user of our braille literacy product so it's really really listening a lot to uh, the feedback and kind of understand where we're going wrong and improve on that but my background is in engineering and over the last uh, four years working with thinkabel it's uh, gone from everything from software engineering to content design, uh, sales, marketing, uh, hardware, and sometimes housekeeping. So really, that's that's my background. Does Thinkerbell only do Braille products or you guys do a bunch of different products? So uh, our mission is to make education inclusive. And in that, our first uh, step has been to work towards improving braille literacy across the world. So at this point, we uh, only work and we only focus on our flagship product that is Annie and which is coming out as Polly in the US with APH. But yes, at the moment, uh, we only do the braille literacy product called Annie and Polly. All right, great. So you mentioned you're working with APH and we have Donna with us. Donna, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am Donna McClure Rogers and I am the early childhood and CVI product manager at APH. Um, as far as background, I have 11 years of experience in the field. I was at TVI before coming to APH, and I also have some experience as a vocational rehabilitation counselor. Donna, were you from Kentucky? Is that where you worked, or did you come from a different state? Uh, no, I'm from Kentucky. I, I actually uh, grew up in Lexington, so very close to Louisville. And now that APH seems to be all over the map, I never know where people are that I'm talking to. So, Yeah, I'm sure it's tricky. <laughs> it's a good thing, though. It's a good problem. Definitely. All right. So um, most people know about the American Printing House and where where it is clearly in, in Kentucky with people all over the world now. But Shivam, you mentioned a little bit about Thinkerbell and sort of your focus right now. But where are you based out of and located and how many people are on your team? All that kind of stuff. So Thinkerbell is uh, based out of India in Bangalore. Uh, that's that's the Silicon Valley in the East. I know uh, there are quite a few in the East, but we like to say we are the only one. Yeah, so we're based out of Bangalore and our entire team is based out of that, uh, based out of Bangalore. Uh, we have about 30 people and based on how we are growing, there's a good chance that by the time uh, this comes out, we are maybe 40 strong. So 
we have our entire manufacturing uh, business development the entire team is based out of bangalore at this point i'm sure a lot of people in thinkerbell will say that i'm based off out of louisville in aph <laughs> but uh, i still have an address in india now how are if you don't mind me asking how is thinkerbell funded yeah so uh, we're actually we were very lucky because we've done about three rounds of investment and uh, we did our first round four years ago uh, that was with a lot of angel investors in india and uh, so it's it's been primarily through uh, venture and angel investment and obviously through the sales that we've done in india and some other countries as well so that's primarily how uh, we've generated uh, our revenue after uh, very recently actually we were featured on shark tank in india so we did raise around with a lot of sharks uh, uh, especially with uh, a, an organization called lenscart which is uh, essentially like slr in india like everyone including me wears glasses from lenscart so it was really cool to partner with them as well I saw, I think it was on your LinkedIn or somebody's, I saw that you guys were on Shark Tank India. <laughs> is it scary? Are they like mean like they are in our show sometimes? I think we have two types of mean. There's the mean that creates awesome television. Yeah. And then there is the mean that happens uh, kind of behind the scenes in terms of, you know, the good old TV world. Mm-hmm. right? But it was definitely an experience because... You have all the sharks sitting there. They have their earpieces and they get their talking points and, you know, things fired up. And you have about uh, the entire, uh, like you would spend about 45 minutes to an hour with the sharks. Mm. And that gets edited into about 10 minutes on television. And it's it's a version of what happens there. But it's definitely uh, representative of what went on, uh, went, what went down there. And it creates for... Great television. And if nothing else, it gets people talking about interesting products like ours and super interesting businesses. So an interesting anecdote about that is in India, whenever we would travel by air, we would always get stopped by the security and they'd be like, what are you carrying? And then we would have to explain what is Braille, what this device does. And if they're still not convinced, because we would also carry style styluses, I that's my usual go-to where I would be like, okay, tell me your name. And I would write their name down kind of prove that this is a real thing right which is unfortunate that we we have to explain something so uh, ubiquitous to everyone but now that's changed from hey what is this to hey is this the same thing i saw on tv <laughs> so now we we roll in with some celebrity cred now you can say as seen on tv as seen on tv right our, our website has also gone through the as seen on shark tank uh, makeover it's <laughs> great now, you had mentioned earlier, you talk about, you know, the humble part of the process and always relying on the end user for feedback. Do you utilize consumers to check out the product in the United States or do you guys have a bunch of people in India as well that do user testing for you? So how we uh, go about things, I mean, before we had launched in India, before we had actually gone out into production, it used to be visiting uh, the schools for the blind and really getting their feedback and understanding where we're going wrong. But now, given that we have about 500 Annies out in India with more than, you know, used by more than 1,000 students, what we would do is if we have something new coming out, we would launch it to a particular school or a particular set of schools and we'd 
we let them know that this is coming out so that they they try it out and then based on what their response has been we would also we would also see how they're using it what's the engagement like and also i think the best thing about creating something that's used by children is that you get very direct and honest feedback right yeah you do <laughs> yeah so if if something doesn't work they will throw it on the ground <laughs> they don't care we spent 100 hours building it right so but but you know for a fact that yeah that didn't work mm-hmm. so uh, that's how we go about it but um and now speaking about poly uh, coming out in the us i think aph has been extremely instrumental and collaborative in terms of uh, what works for the us uh, market and the users so it's come one from the wisdom of people like donna uh, uh, to es- essentially customize it for the us and we've also done uh, some field testing before we actually started working towards a launch date for poly so it's it's gone out to schools it's been used by teachers and students and uh, a lot of feedback that's come from them has also gotten incorporated and i think going forward it's it, that's going to be the way whenever someone says hey when do you think it's going to be complete i'm like no product is complete it's it's always a work in progress so yeah it's it's all user feedback and continuous uh, iterations on this so I first heard about Polly this summer. I first saw it at the International AER Conference in St. Louis and APH threw a Polly party, they called it. Um, it sounds like it was, the product was originally called Annie. And then when you started working with APH, it became Polly. So I guess I got a little ahead of myself because I know what it is and what it looks like. But can you try to explain in Polly to our listeners what it is? What kind of device is it? What does it do? Uh, well, Polly is and Annie are a all-in-one device. Um, they have a large Braille display and a Perkins-style keyboard, um, a six-cell standard display. And one of the best features is an electronic slate. So we've basically taken the uh, swing cell um, and the... Perkins Brailler and the Slate and Stylus and combined everything into one with an electronic device that's going to uh, give immediate feedback and also help the children, uh, giving them a lot of positive progress reports and uh, helping them through their Braille learning journey. So uh, we hope that this is this is going to be wonderful for them in the classroom and be also fun for their sighted peers. Polly is very versatile in any environment. You can use the speaker or plug-in headphones. Um, So it would be fine in a regular classroom. Now, I know from experience that it has a lot of competitive games on it too. Was that like an original idea or or has APH been helping develop those those games as well? Um, Most of those were already on Annie. When we got it, um, we did add the, uh, we have Wacka Braille, which allows the children to play with the large display and learn uh, dot combinations and dot placement. We also have uh, Letter Race. And when Annie came to us, we had Letter Race in the typing mode. And now Shivam has blessed us with Letter Race in writing. So we have to use the stylus in in a speedy format, which we're all learning that we do not have the skill for. So we're all getting better with the slate and stylus along the way. 
then there's also balloon pop um, where they can learn to type um, words a little bit faster as well for spelling. So it's great. I think with with the uh, it's great that you bring up the games because that's that's essentially been the ethos which uh, in in both the the hardware and the content design is that it it needs to be fun, right? Because uh, for example, like the device also looks like a like a game console controller because it's got to look fun mm -hmm. and all the content on all the education all the all the learning content on poly is also completely gamified right so everything is high scores uh stars diamonds and you know stories songs because even though the the main thing is for someone to pick up braille but what keeps them on it is the fact that they're getting 10 poly stars with each lesson right so uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely a lot of learning from uh, the kind of interactive learning content that as cited people, a lot of people take for granted. We've kind of learned a lot from those products and tried to bring those things into the learning ecosystem of Poly. So how did the original idea for Poly come about? Like what inspired this product? Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting story. So this started out eight about eight to nine years ago as a college project. And how it started out as, as a typical nerdy, uh, you know, engineering student, we uh, we looked at the seven segment display, which is essentially what really old calculators have, which is just a lot of lines that make up a number or a character. We looked at that and we thought, okay, can we not use the same underlying principle to create a braille cell, right? And from that came the first version of, I don't want to say any, because it was essentially six dots that were crudely soldered in to a tiffin box that had holes everywhere so that it wouldn't burn up, right? So that's how it started out. And it would sing the alphabet song and the dots would pop up. That that was the essential, that was the product, right? And yes, and then, then we got a lot of, great response from it so we took it to a school for the blind that was close by and the response was amazing like the kids couldn't get enough of it mm -hmm. and it was just dots that was like about four times enlarged uh, of the normal size the regular braille display and it's just six dots popping up and down and the alphabet song that's it and from that we kind of started understanding that okay what we want to do is really help it was a lot of great uh, feedback from the teachers and the students that this can be a great learning aid, right? And especially for something like Braille that needs a lot of practice, anything that can make it more fun and engaging is, is the way to go about it. And that was essentially the seed of it. And then we started going into, uh, you know, the research of it. And it was super, uh, I mean, uh, it was really interesting and also uh, sad to learn that although India is the blind capital of the world. We have more than a million in India, but only one in 100 people can actually read Braille, mm. right? So uh, I, I always say this when I'm trying to explain what Braille is and what Braille literacy is, is that out of every 100 uh, blind people entering an elevator, only one of them can read Braille. So making uh, something accessible or inclusive doesn't just mean putting Braille on your elevator buttons right it's it's got to be the entire ecosystem that we've got to build so that's that was how it started out 
And then as we started learning, we really understood that what we want to do is increase Braille literacy. And the way to do it is to teach all three Braille literacy skills. So you're reading, typing and writing. And that's how, you know, we invented the Braille writing slate as well. So that all of that came together and created the persona that is Annie, named after Anne Sullivan, obviously, who was Helen Keller's teacher. So we kind of aspire to be as great a teacher as Anne Sullivan was. Uh, yeah, so now that this persona essentially wants to teach Braille to kids in a fun and engaging manner. So it went from that plastic box that sang the alphabet song to Polly, which teaches you reading, writing and typing all the way from the what the six dots are to entirety of grade one and grade two Braille. How did the name get changed to Polly? Well, we were we were trying to come up with something that would follow Tinkerbell's lead. Um, you know, we thought that having Annie being named after Ann Sullivan was so creative. Um, we found that Helen Keller had a second teacher, Polly Thompson. And so we decided to go with Polly. And uh, now you have it. So maybe you can share how APH got connected with Tinkerbell. Sure. Um, we started working with Tinkerbell in, I would say, January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been a while. We got a lot of Annie's over here and had some testing done. And it was a great success. Um, everyone was very interested in seeing if we could get this into the United States. And so we started working on localizing and, you know, we've had a, we've had a wonderful journey up until now. It's great. Um, We've found ways to incorporate our youngest learners and uh, we have some explore games that have also been added to let little ones um, just randomly push buttons or uh, play with the large display or the slate and just hear what dots they're pushing. And if they're typing a letter, they get the phonic sound and the name of the letter. And so it's it's really been a lot of fun getting feedback and, and working together this far. It was quite interesting when we were a team of, we were a really small team. And I think at the beginning of the pandemic, the last thing we expected was um, you know, the best news that company has gotten to come to our way. And then we got an email from APH saying, hey, we heard uh, you guys have Annie. Do you want to check it out? Do you want to come to UK? We are, we're in the UK. Do you want to come and meet us? And we're like, okay. So we got a visa. We got our flights within three days. And we met uh, Kate Herndon in a cafe in Covent Garden. And from that, it's just been magical. Like just meeting in that cafe where we almost missed her. Yeah, so we, we we gave her a demo and she loved it. And from that, we've come all the way to, you know, collaborating and making Polly together. Wow. Man, and probably, you know, it didn't help that you met in 2020. And then, <laughs> yep. then we all had a good time for a while or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it definitely made uh, me... Polly look a lot better when you realize that this can be done, you know, teaching Braille remotely can be done a lot easier. So it, it did give us incentive to keep working on the project quickly. It's interesting that we bring up the remote learning because I think Donna touched upon how you get reports uh, from how the student is doing. And that's, again, when we talk about inclusion, 
we also want to talk about including everyone all the stakeholders in a child's learning journey to be part and you know really involved with the with their education so poly comes with a, a platform for parents teachers and administrators to understand where they are in their learning in terms of progress performance uh, all of those things but also things like setting homework customizing adding your own vocabulary we meant it as a thing for people to track when they're you know just sitting next to them and then it became the only way for teachers uh, the very few teachers uh, who had you know annies with their students it became their only way to continue teaching braille because they would just go on helio set homework for them uh, they would then the student would do the homework at home and then you get the report right so even though we didn't see a world where remote learning would be the only way to do it we were really happy that helios was able to make that happen for a lot of students uh, in india so you talk about stakeholders getting their hands on devices so how and when can people access poly in the us she will be available on quota and then we will also have her available in cash sales as well in case parents want to snag one up for their little ones and Polly herself will only be sold in the United States through APH. And then outside of the United States, individuals can contact Fingerbell Labs independently, and then they can help to hook them up with either a Polly or an Annie, whichever one they would prefer. Surprisingly, we do have international listeners to our podcast, at least a couple. <laughs> so, <laughs> good to point out. Well, you'll definitely have 30 more in India. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, how much, if people were to pay cash for it, do you know how much the cost is going to be? We are working on get, keeping this at $999. Okay. We want it to stay under 1000 Well, for those of us that have been purchasing accessible Braille devices for a long time, that's actually pretty affordable. <laughs> right. That was our goal. <laughs> That's if right. you want to know more about Polly, please go on aph.org slash poly hyphen weight hyphen list. All right. So just wondering if Thinkerbell has other ideas for future products. Or are you just still focused on this one for right now as far as blind students go? I think, yeah, we're definitely laser focused, but we are also looking to the future um, all the time. And I mean, when we talk about making edu education inclusive, we want to start out with Braille literacy, but what happens for a child who graduates from a poly or an Annie, right? So we're really looking towards products that can help uh, democratize learning content, both in terms of creation and consumption, right? So we're looking, it's not something that we've built out yet, but we've got some prototypes and things like that, which essentially helps the same interactive fun learning that we have on Annie and Polly for that to be experienced on any Braille device across the world, irrespective of who's manufactured it. So we want to really bring that fun experience of learning anything beyond just literacy to any kind of content on any device. So that's that's something that we're working on definitely so that they can now graduate with the same experience on any other device. And uh, we're also looking on the theme of inclusion and, and, every, and getting all stakeholders in we, we're also looking at creating some kind of a platform for, you know, uh, people who are working in the space to collaborate and share ideas, right? We know for a fact that 
this community is really close knit and we're able to share a lot of our ideas and at even conferences like like AER but for a new parent it can be a little scary coming into something like this and they as soon as they find a community it becomes a lot easier so we wanted to make it easier for these new parents new te- new teachers to be able to find their community as quickly as possible so some kind of a collaborative platform to get teachers you know specialists medical professionals administrators teachers all of these people on this platform and just sharing ideas and helping each other out uh, also allowing people to maybe getting their iep on this platform as well mm. but really these are just ideas that we've kind of been throwing around working on prototypes and also talking to experts like APH and getting their opinion on this but yeah as long as we can work on innovative solutions that can help uh, make education inclusive we would love to take that up and even partner with organizations to make that happen yeah i could see how even just an online like leaderboard for poly scores would be so fun for kids and adults i'm not going to lie <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I, I'm sure you're going to be waiting for y- your students to be at the top of the leaderboard, right? That's right. Or just me. I'm going to be in my office all night playing the poly, trying to get the high score. <laughs> yeah, if you want a, a humbling experience, uh, do go for the Braille writing letter mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's been the most fun to see. You'd get a lot of amazing experts and we'd get them the Braille writing slate. And it's just so fun to watch them go on and on and on. Just try to get the higher score because it's it's really hurting their ego. Yeah. <laughs> right. I haven't tried that one yet. So as soon as I get one, that'll be my first my first effort. It has to be. That sounds good. Well, is there anything else either of you want to add or anything um, you want to plug any social media, any way folks can stay connected to what's happening with with Polly or Thinkerbell or even APH? Um, right now, we just have that wait list going. So, you know, we are pushing updates a couple of times a month. So if you're interested in, in knowing what's going on with Polly, just go ahead and sign up for that and you'll receive emails along the way. I know we do. Um, we are planning on um, a little bit with Polly, probably at annual meeting. So keep an eye out for that. I don't know if any of that will be virtual yet. We're trying to talk Craig into doing that. But fingers crossed so that everyone can have access and you can obviously uh, follow thinkerbell uh, on instagram on facebook on linkedin and although i should have started out with that thinkerbell is spelled tinkerbell with an h so it's t h i n k e r b e l l yeah cuz there's a company called tinkerbell in india and they've they've been getting some interesting requests so just just to be kind to them i want to make sure that everyone has our spelling right i also want to talk about like collaborations cuz this is a product that that's come out of collaboration mm-hmm. for example we have music from the legendary youtuber jack hartman on poly <laughs> so really if if there's really anything that someone thinks that can be uh, fun and interesting on a product like poly or any do reach out to us because we we love working with people um, and and making any and poly more fun for our students and teachers do you know an infant or toddler in texas who may have a vision problem they may qualify for free services support from a teacher of students with visual impairment 
may increase a child's success in school and life. Call 817-740-7530 to find out more. That's 817-740-7530. Be sure to follow the American Printing House for the Blind updates and get your name on the Polly waitlist. After playing Polly's Braille games this summer and engaging in mostly friendly competition with my friends, I can't imagine any of our students not wanting to get their hands on it. From the TSBDI Outreach Department and Ascents of Texas, I'm Emily Coleman. See you next time.